Thank you for joining me on another episode of the Corporate Cowboys Podcast. My name is Alex, as always, your host. Today's proof of life. It's Friday, today, February 24th, 2023. And, as always, you might know that these 30-minute episodes are free consultations of sorts. If you have a burning professional or career question that you would like answered, something with a little bit more strategy, incorporating a a little more logic and tact into moves that you can make in corporate in order to improve your lot in life, professionally, of course, and legally for the most part. By all means, reach out to us. You can find us on Instagram. That's at Corporate Cowboys with a Z. The profile picture is relatively easy to recognize. And of course, our tagline is stand-up guys with criminal minds. You can find us on Patreon, the Corporate Cowboys podcast. As always, active. Many tiers are available from $1 to $100. I mean, we've capped it at $100. The theme, I guess, in that sense is to keep it to uh, U.S. denominations. If inflation really, really gets out of whack, you might find us adding a $500 or a $1,000 <laughs> tier. But uh, but no, I mean, if, if you want some personalized consultation, personalized service to yourself, dedicated service to your particular circumstance and situation, by all means, reach out to us. Our rates are more than reasonable. And you can return as many times as you'd like. Obviously, you keep paying, we keep serving. That's the whole point. Our motto, our goal, our objective is to create more corporate cowboys. So that way, folks that we associate with think like us. Improving business, making business better for everybody, right? Not predatory, not predatory, but understandable, relatable. And in that way, you could say that we're empowering the individual. We're empowering the little guy. We're elevating them to the level of corporate. So you can learn to negotiate like a corporate cowboy on the same level as corporate. Don't think you're inferior in any sense ever. Don't ever undersell yourself. Don't ever undervalue yourself, right? Because you can indeed work with corporate with a professional understanding and a professional business relationship. Don't get, uh, don't get yanked around. Don't get played for a fool. Today's question. Sorry, I just got to, I always got to introduce a little bit about what, about what the mission is. With every episode. If you find that repetitive. Too bad. I would say skip through it. But really I'm just hammering it in. And there's going to be points. Throughout the podcast. Where I introduce the mission. At (laughs) different points in every episode. So whether or not you can skip through it. I mean I'm never. I'm, I'm not always doing it in the beginning. So good luck. But uh. My point is. To drive that. Theme home. And if it sounds repetitive, it's because it's an overarching theme to life. 
right? You have to respect yourself professionally in order for others to respect you personally, as a person, as an individual, as a professional. So r slash career guidance is posing this question. Wow, it's another nebulous question. (laughs) I want to say very open-ended, right? Even though you could answer this with with a yes or no. They're asking here, do you like your job? And obviously you could answer that with a yes or a no. Do I or do I not? Me personally, yes. But also you could answer no in the sense that you're not satisfied yet or you're still growing or there isn't enough about your job to like. Like you, you could like what you have now and yet still be wanting more. Always. I mean... It's human nature to be unsatisfied or unfulfilled. It's human nature to search out more, to love completely and always want more, to love. (laughs) I'm not going to say it's a vicious circle in that sense, but, but professionally speaking, some folks settle because they become comfortable and other folks continue growing. And in both instances, they could be completely fulfilled, completely satisfied. For some, it's the destination. I've spoken on this before. For some, the love of the game is the destination. Having got there, having achieved it, having obtained that quote-unquote high score in their life and calling it a life calling it a career. And for others, it's constant drive, continuous drive, unceasing drive. And that, to them, is the game. It's the journey, not the destination, that they have love for. This person in the body here writes, I've been working the same job for over five years that I absolutely dread. (laughs) It means they don't like it. They dread having to go to work in the morning. It means they have a, a, a sickening feeling of anguish, having to wake up, roll out of bed, and then prepare themselves, get ready, and clock in. They dread it. They don't like it. They say, but I've never actually liked any job I've had before. Okay. Maybe they haven't found something they like yet. Or maybe they learn enough in one position that it becomes routine and monotonous, programmatic. It becomes a... uh, Yeah, it, it, it just becomes invariable. They stop learning. There's... There's less and less nuance to their day. And because they are doing something different, it begins to eat at them. That to me is, is drive. It's the motivation. It's, it's the will to change their environment. It could be a change in career. It could be a change in company, a change in responsibility even. It could be time to pitch an initiative in order to continue their professional development, 
I mean, you've got to learn to pull some strings in order to look out for your professional interests, regardless of where it is you're working. You must learn to negotiate your worth. Otherwise, you'll forever be a subordinate. I mean, some folks are okay with being told what to do. Some folks, some folks' reward system is just wired that way. I'm not judging. We need soldiers and everyone starts as one. And some professionals make a career of it, of being a soldier, taking orders and executing them. Others go on to become leaders, to become generals and sergeants, captains, lieutenants. So they continue here. It says uh, they've never actually liked any job I've had before. It's average pay. Average pay. Okay. It's average pay. Everyone is nice and everything. They say, but I am just so bored and always have been here. So they have always been bored there. Okay. It sounds like they need a change of scenery. It sounds like they need a change of circumstance, a change in their situation. Their questions start here. They say, do people like jobs? <laughs> is it possible to is it possible to like a job? Should I be trying to find a job I like, or is it just some millennial idealist hoo-ha? Please help. They put <laughs> said some millennial idealist idealist hoo-ha with two question marks. Question mark question mark? Some millennial idealist hoo-ha? <laughs> Please help, they say. Please help. This is a call for help. Now, we don't know their age, their gender, their past experience, their work, their education. Not a whole lot about that matters when they're asking if they like their job, right? They're not asking for any particular advice as far as transferring or translating past experience into a, a future strategy, right? They're asking for reflection, something a little more philosophical. Now, as a corporate cowboy, I'm flexible. I'm I'm adaptive. I can do both. And I charge for both. So take this 30-minute consult. Take this free 30-minute consult to heart. Take notes if you feel you have to. Keep them mental. I feel like as long as you're listening to this with the intent of understanding what we're putting across, some of it will sink in. If you treat these sessions as something you can come to on your lunch break, after work, while you're getting ready, you can treat this as a one-way conversation of sorts. Like you came into my office and maybe you're feeling like our hypothetical client here. Will I ever like my job? Do you like your job? 
Is this just some millennial idealist hoo-ha of liking my job? Please help. I get it. I feel it. I felt it before. But that feeling, that feeling of not liking what you do for money should be a cause to change, should be a motivator, should be an incentive for you to change, do something different, do something better, to take a step back from what it is that you're doing every day, from what you find is boring, monotonous, and find how you can improve on it. To find how what you do interacts and relates to what others do. Your associates, your colleagues, your supervisors, your clients, and their clients. Your position within the corporate world. I mean, you came into this for money, right? You came into this for fulfillment, right? And if you're not achieving that, if you're not attaining that, you're making only average pay and you're miserable. At the same time, you need to find how it is that you can make a move, how you can plan to improve on your position in corporate. That might be leaving the company you're with now. You say, yeah, they're nice and everything, but it's boring as fuck here. There's no action. Maybe you are the corporate adrenaline junkie, right? There's no shame in that. Like I said, some folks get their, get their rocks off by taking orders. Some folks get the rocks off by giving them. Some folks are in it for the action. Shit, you might take less than average pay as long as the work was interesting and exciting. I've been there before too. Granted, this work being interesting and exciting should also be a vehicle for you accumulating more knowledge more experience that later becomes marketable and earns you the type of money you're worth. You can negotiate your actual worth and realize your objectives to being a better professional and being a well-compensated professional together. Do people like jobs? Yeah, absolutely. I could just answer that with a simple yes. Is it possible to like a job? Yes, absolutely. What I'm doing now, this podcast, it's what I do with my day-to-day life. I consult, I counsel, I represent, I advocate, sometimes I litigate. But for the most part, counseling, career counseling, 
career consulting, whether it's the individual or the organization, whether it's professional consulting or organizational consulting. The questions that I ask, the inquiries I make, the interviews, the investigations, the audits, all of that goes into informing opinions that then serve my clients to create strategies, plans, plans they can put into motion and act on, actionable intel. To position themselves or their firms, their organizations, their companies to profit, to come up, to innovate, to create, to better their situation in relation to corporate. I know I harp on the fact that We're all born into a corporate war, whether you're born at the bottom or the top, if you're born in the gutter or with a silver spoon in your mouth, you're born into a corporate war. From one day to the next, you can win it all, just like you can lose it all. Sure, luck, luck is sufficient But the work is required. The work is necessary. Luck is sufficient. And the work is necessary. (laughs) Let's take a look at some of these comments here because... Given that the question itself is asking for philosophy, is asking for something almost metaphysical because this person is is asking other professionals how to like their own job. And we don't know what they do. We don't have the specifics, just that they've been there five years and that they they dread having to go to work in the morning. It's average pay. And if you notice, instead of just bagging on them for the fact that they've got five years under their belt and only are paid average for whatever industry they're in. Again, we don't have that background, but if they were my clients, I'd be asking them this. The hypothetical client hasn't given given us this information, but it's always good to know. As far as it being millennial idealist, hoo-ha, it's mumbo-jumbo, it's not. Every professional since the dawn of time has struggled with this. And it is a struggle. But the competent, the consummate, the capable professional identifies with that struggle 
and hustles, finesses, takes advantage and exploits it as an opportunity to be better. Even if you were completely fine, if you settled, you're getting paid just average and you didn't find it boring. If you want to get paid a little bit more, <laughs> you're going to struggle. You're going to struggle with the idea of wanting to get paid more and are going to have to hustle to learn to market yourself, to learn to promote yourself, to learn to persuade and convince your superiors that you're worth a raise, that you deserve to be compensated more and above average. The first comment here says, I guess they're quoting the question, is it possible to like a job? And they say, is it possible? Yes. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's what I answered, right? Is it possible? Yes. I'm a software engineer and I love doing it, but it also heavily depends on the sort of projects and team you are on. Crappy teams slash managers will ruin any love you have for your job. A very, very good point. Very good point. You could walk into a field. You could walk onto a field, sign on to an organization and begin working for them. And you, and you learn that your supervisors, your managers are, are inept, are inept, incompetent, not capable of managing. That it causes you to not want to pursue a career, to lose, to lose love for how they practice, how they conduct themselves, right? It could be demotivating. It could be discouraging. But I would like to propose to you that as a professional, you want to continue on your path of enlightenment, developing yourself to be better. And if anything else, that incompetent, inept piece of shit manager or supervisor or the team that you were with, right? If they're also incapable of carrying their own weight, you learn. You learn from the dynamics. You learn from the experience of what not to do, how to do it better. So you can come away from it, those characteristics, those, those attributes, that working experience and hone it, mold it into an expertise even. There was a time when I wasn't even a corporate cowboy. I had to learn trial by fire, trial and error, as they call it, if we're being, if we're being, uh, what's the term I'm looking for? <laughs> if, if we're being pleasant, but it is effectively trial by fire. 
And we all learn it sooner or later. Sometimes you don't have to learn it by living it directly. Hopefully, some of what I say will seep through and you can marinate on my experience, the experience of my associates, and sometimes even the experience that comes across in these comments here. So that you don't have to go through it yourself. It wouldn't be a waste of time if you did. Because you would eventually learn the lesson. But hearing it first, reading it first, seeing it first, instead of having to live through it. On your own time and your own dime and your energy. I mean, it makes for much more efficient lesson. It makes for a much more efficacious professional. Somebody else comments here. The second comment says, I like it better than being broke. Damn. I mean, that's just being pragmatic, right? You know, you don't have to like what you do. You just have to like getting paid. <laughs> you like eating. You like sleeping under a roof. You like sleeping in a bed. You don't have to like what you do. Why? Because, well, assuming you have time off, assuming you have days off, a weekend, assuming this is only a job and not your life. Right, You may have cultivated and built, created a livelihood outside of the job that you do every day. A third comment here says, I actually know a guy who was a professional golfer. And he has told me before that he hates golf. <laughs> even, even a profession that is a sport. In a sport that you might think is boring or that you might think is fun. Others might hate it and dread it. It's as if Tiger Woods, one of the most renowned, most awarded, most prestigious and most famous, most popular, with some of maybe the most accolades in number when it comes to golf. It's as if he told somebody in private, he fucking hates golf. He started it only because his father fucking told him to get, you know, bop, 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 bop. And he doesn't even like the sport. And he gets paid very well. Sponsorships that compensate him exorbitantly. So you have to ask yourself, or I guess this would be Mr. Woods asking himself how he can make the sport better, how he could improve on his life, given that he's somewhat tied to the sport. It could be under contract. He could be committed to a, a term of years or for the span of his career while he plays golf, something perpetual. What he can do 
to alleviate that feeling of unfulfillment, dissatisfaction. Now, we don't know exactly what his inclination is. We don't know exactly what his sentiment is because, I mean, it's not, it's not true. He, apparently, he likes playing golf. Unless he should DM us privately and say, dude, I listened to this episode and I actually fucking hate golf. <laughs> but we would never know. And this comment continues. It says, told me before that he hates golf. I know there are some people who love their job, but it sure seems few and far in between. I think a lot of people love their coworkers. That's also a huge aspect. I agree. It's a side comment. I agree. It's a huge aspect of the people you work for, the environment that you work in, whether or not it's conducive to your satisfaction, to your fulfillment. You don't necessarily have to be happy 24-7 while you work, but it should provide an environment with some challenge and some accomplishment in order for you to get that sense, that feeling of fulfillment, that feeling that you're developing yourself professionally. It says here, I think a lot of people love their coworkers, but to suggest you love what you do, especially to the point of, quote, I would even do it if I didn't get paid, I think that's rare. And usually, it's in roles like teachers, charity work, ministry, and things like that where there is a social mission involved. So what they're saying here effectively, it's, yeah, it's in essence positions where you're more apt to be working with people directly, where you're working with your hands, something, something tangible, where you believe you can see, you can witness that you are making a difference in somebody's life, a material difference in somebody's life or a group of people or a community, an entire demographic, a population where you can see the difference that you are contributing to. Definitely. Folks like seeing their work come to life. Folks like working to realize a mission where their fruits of their labor, where the fruits of their labor are actual fruits. Gardeners, even arborists, botanists, agriculturalists, right? Some folks get a satisfaction of working with Dirt, the land, water, the sun as it comes down. They love their job. And they may not get paid the best. Or they might. I mean, after all, they grow the country's food. Food that people need to eat, to live. So it compounds their sense of fulfillment. And this person is saying it's, it's rare. 
It's rare that folks actually end up in a position where they'd love the job that they do and would actually do it for free. Now, I think it ties back into into liking it more than being broke, right? I think if folks were well off, if if they had enough money to do whatever they wanted in life, or if folks could work just for their room and board or for their food and board, right? They might, but at the end of the day, it comes back to whether or not their professional development is being taken care of, right? At the end of the day, they're going to want to do something more. Very few people, I guess, if I could be the contrapositive to that or the inverse to that, very few people, very few people, exceedingly few people are also satisfied with settling and not continuing to progress, not continuing to move forward. Very few people are actually satisfied in that sense where they want something better. They want something more. They want to continue learning. They want to continue growing. They want to make more money. They want, I don't know, more material goods. They want a better life, a larger house, a nicer car. Now, in that sense, it's not, it's not greed that's driving them. It could just be the feeling of growth, of success, of developing themselves in such a way where, where their success is tangible. Their success manifests itself and they can realize it by showing others that they made it. And that they keep going. And lastly, this comment ends off with saying, find something. Find something that pays well, that offers good life balance, and then find your passion in your downtime. I mean, that's great advice, personally. That's that's great advice. Um, Obviously, you want to take all of this with a grain of salt. Nothing that we convey across this platform should be construed as legal advice unless you are our client directly. We don't condone any wrongful activity, any wrongdoing, anything extra legal or or illegal, if you will. If you need help with that, yeah, I mean, reach out to us. You could could write to us even. It's P.O. Box 3372 Rancho Cordova, California, Nine five seven four one. Find something that pays well, offers good life balance, and find your passion in your downtime. I mean, I said that before. Treating your job as just a job, finding what you like to do in your personal time, separating your job as a profession from your life personally professionally (laughs) right if you're working eight hours a day then you've got eight hours to yourself to create to innovate to sharpen to educate yourself edify yourself develop yourself professionally and you've got eight hours to sleep that's 
24 hours in a day. It's not difficult. It's not difficult, but it is a struggle. And for some, for some, the struggle seems monumental, right? All it takes is one little step. It's like a snowball. Push it, push it a little bit, roll it a little bit. And as it grows and continues growing, find, find the slope, find where downhill begins and push it a little further. As it grows and picks up speed, you find yourself becoming better educated, more knowledgeable, sharper, an expert even. And the goal is to become the consummate professional, to charge your worth and to get no objections for it. To receive no objections. You give them a figure. And they say yes. Without any reservations. <laughs> that's such a satisfying feeling. And to me that's fulfillment. To me that's. That's pleasure. Almost. Take care of yourself. Have a nice one. I'll catch you on the next one.